And so I wanted to end our <clears throat> fasting week with this psalm. Let me read it for us. Uh, psalm 63, 1 to 5 says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in, this, in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. It's like one of those life verse psalms for me. I remember the first time I read this song, uh, and when it said, I have seen you in the sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory, I was able to reflect on the times that that was my experience. I've been in personal times of worship and corporate times of worship where the presence of God was so powerful and present that you just get caught up in the sense of this is what it's like to be a child of God in a spiritual manner. And, uh, <clears throat> but the opposite thing is happening to David at this time. He's like, I am in a parched land. I'm in a place where there is no water. <laughs> it is not happening. And the only thing I have now is my reflection of that time when we were together. And that reflection of our time together was enough to now lead me into a new experience of worship. And that is one of the things that fasting does for us. And the reason that I, I, I called this the blessing of fasting is the first thing that fasting will do, uh, maybe not this time, but at some time when, and, and it can be a dedication. It doesn't have to be food. It can be, it can be other dedications that you have. It's like, Lord, I am not going to watch my Netflix for the next month or week or whatever. You can take it off your, 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 your phone. I, I, you know, things, as, as Hector was saying, you know, the things that entertain us also keep us from God. It is a trade-off. And when, You've seen him in the sanctuary, and you remember that. You're like, I want more of that. I will seek you. I will search for you. I, I want more of you. And the, the first thing that, that th these kind of things, when we've dedicated ourselves to the Lord, the first thing happens is he begins to restore that sense of spiritual life that's been missing. And I, and I, I hope that the reason we want to do this right at the first of the year is I wanted to make sure that we're restored. I, I, uh, I told you that I've been <clears throat> reading through my Bible quickly. I'm halfway through the Bible uh, in the 21 days now. Um, <clears throat> and when you're reading mass quantities of the Bible at one time, you discover all kinds of stuff. 
But I was stopped, uh, in particular, in First, Second Chronicles 29. <clears throat> it's the story of Hezekiah. Um, he's 25 years old when he becomes the king. And the temple is completely, it, like, on the other side of the tracks. It, has been, it is in complete disrepair. And he, and he says, we got to do something about this. <laughs> Basically, our nation's spiritual life is in complete disrepair. And, and the first thing they had to do was get the doors open. And they couldn't even get the doors open because they were so creaky. It had not been used for a long time. And then what it was used for was like, it was like our garages. They had just put a bunch of junk in there. And, and, you know, and as I was reading this, I was like, that's just what happens with our spiritual life. If we are not with the Lord regularly, it's like the, the doors don't open very good. And then when we do open them up, we're like, what is all this stuff? Uh, and and dur- during my time, I was like, there was all kinds of stuff for me to have to clear out. And so the first thing they had to do was they had to clean out the stuff. And I hope that over these last 21 days, you've had some time to, to clear some stuff out of your life. And uh, that, that's, that's, I, I, have, uh, I was thinking that some of the things that I did were things that I said I was going to do in 2020 when we were in lockdown. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I have all this extra time. But now I decide I'm taking the extra time. <laughs> because I, we all have the same amount of time. You guys know that, Right? All got 24 hours a day. Some of you can become doctors still, uh, if you want. If you know, you, you know, you can learn. You, you can learn stuff. You can learn an instrument. I mean, there, there, there's nothing stopping us. It's just the reallocation of our time, and especially, I pray that if you've experienced God, as I've experienced God, that that becomes the number one thing that you do this year. Jesus tells us. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all the other things that you're worried about will also come along in line. And I had that thing flipped because I got a lot, quote, going on in my life. You know, I mean, I mean life is, you guys have busy lives. You have stuff that you could do. <laughs> and then we get upside down. And the thing we want to experience is his hand. I think that's another thing that we forget is there's two ways to do life. You can do it on your own and then ask God to bless it, or you can do it God do God first and then let him accomplish it. And the one the one is much harder because you have to worry more. You have to you have to have more anxiety. You have to have more stuff in your life to work to have your head cluttered with. But instead I pray that this time is a, is a time that you are restored, uh, able to hear his voice. The Lord's voice has been much clearer to me. I've begun other disciplines that I've, I've allowed to lapse in my life. Um, and I just want to point out a couple of things here. Is he says, my, my soul thirsts for you. And, and when we're experiencing hunger through fasting or whatever, it does. It triggers, like, where is my soul right now? Is my soul just all about this life and trying to, trying to stay comfortable? Is that what my life is about? You know, uh, you know I, I, I had, like, a new lease on life. I'm becoming older. Did you guys know that? 
Um, in two months, I can apply for Medicare. I'll let you figure out that. <laughs> I, I know, oh boy. Well, not that I ever use it because I, it, as far as I'm concerned, doctors are not on my list of things to do. But uh, if I ever needed a doctor, uh, I, I, I now can, in a couple months, I can apply to go to the doctor that I paid for for the last 40 years of working. Okay, anyway, all that, all that to say, um, but a lot of people, they'll, they'll ask, oh, so when are you going to retire and all that kind of stuff? And, and why would I retire now? This is the best time of my life. I got grandkids. I got, you know, I, I, I got, th- this is the time to get on it, not to find more rest. Okay. But his soul is, soul is thirsting. My body's long for you in this parched and weary land. And I just had to point out that, you know, when we're living without God, we're always parched. The, the land always looks weary. It's, you know, what he's saying here is like, I'm in a wilderness. And without God's hand, without his presence, that's how we live. We're like, man, this, this is terrible. And when you look at the world out there, there's two ways also to look at it. It's God's world, and he's in charge of it. Or it's man's world. And he's in charge of it, and he's not doing a very good job. And I choose now to know that God is holding all things together, and I don't have to worry about that. I can instead, instead now, I can focus my life on Christ and what he's going to accomplish, and then pray big, because he has authority in the world still. He has more authority than all the people that we think are running the world. Okay. So I pray that you're finding more water in your life, okay? Second thing is it, uh, fasting, the, one of the blessings, it, it reor- reorients us to the true north. As I said, one of the things that's happened to me is I've, I've determined to focus on the kingdom of God more and more, more and more, and, um, and to arise in faith. I've been praying and believing, and uh, some of my prayers are answered and some of them aren't. And I can get discouraged in prayer. Do you, I, do you guys get discouraged in prayer sometimes? Or you're like, okay, I really want God to do this. For his glory and not for me. I mean, no, a lot of people don't even know I'm praying for them. But um, th- those are even more of the prayers I want to see because I want to see the hand of God. You know, it only takes a small group of people who are committed to praying and sacrificing for the Lord for him to do amazing things. Every revival that has been researched in history always started with a few people who said, I'm willing to turn off my Netflix. This, well, in the 1800s, they didn't have Netflix, but I'm willing to turn off my Netflix and I'm willing to get on my knees with a couple other people and ask that God would break through. That's the reorientation. But then last but not least, and I'll, I, I won't lengthen this, he says, your unfailing love is better than life itself. And to that, to, to me, that whole phrase is that, like that's renewal. When instead of trying to find myself, and, and over these last few weeks, I've, I, the, the world has become dim. 
and, and God has become bright. And the thing that I get from it, and I'm, I'm still in between, it's like I want to just, I want, I want to fast longer because I, 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 I want to see the completion of a couple of things that, that I had wanted in, in that. And one of the completions that I haven't experienced yet 100% is I haven't obtained the full joy that I know he's trying to give me and us. Because when we find our life in Christ and realize, wow, everything I've wanted, everything I've searched for, everything I've hoped for is found in you, then joy becomes explosive. And I'm still struggling through it. That's why I'm like, Maybe I need a 40-day fast. Maybe I need a, a year-long fast. I don't know what it is. Um, but I want God to, to, to transform my heart because I know he has more for my emotional life. Uh, as I started praying during this fast, the first thing I asked for is that he would break me, that I, that I would cry. Because I haven't cried in a while. I really haven't. Seeing that baby? Got some tears. But that wasn't it exactly. That was just a, it was like, oh, there's still, there's still tears in there. That's right. Because I don't, I, you know, I, my heart hasn't been broken in a while. I mean, often, you know, in years past when I, uh, in fact, I, was, I, I used to term myself the crying pastor. Because I would, as I would talk to you guys years ago, I would cry often. Because the, the, the magnitude of this book and the stories and, and people with, and Jesus touching them. And it's like, it would always, it would always choke me up. Anyway, that, ha- that has not happened yet, but you guys can pray for me because <laughs> I want to get back to that sensitivity because that's what the fast is about is becoming sensitive again to our, my own emotions and to the emotions of, of the Lord, the sensitivity of his voice and his caring and his thing. And then he says, your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. And in this dry and weary land, this place that he's at, he, he starts to break out in song. And he says, I will praise you as long as I live. <laughs> Lifting my hands in prayer, you satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. The full renewal hasn't happened for me. I hope that at least a partial renewal has happened for you, those of you who have participated uh, to this point. But I pray that you don't give up now, especially if you're like me who feel like I'm still on the precipice. It's like if I can just go another mile, I think that's where he is, (laughs) so to speak. Um, and then the final part of the renewal is that there's things that we have to trust God for in this season of our life. And that's another reason I brought the sacred reading, is I want us to continue to call upon the Lord and ask Him to do the amazing thing that He wants to do, and then to show us. And with that, I'm going to close in with one scripture. Psalm 1611, to kind of tap, 
top it off. David also writes, you make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. I want God to do something amazing in our lives and through our lives. And it's not something I want to work up through an emotional, like, we should do this. But I really sense that the spiritual nature of what God's doing in our church is going to bring about significant things in the, in the near future and in the and in, the future. Um, not saying that because it's the end of January. I'm saying it because this is a season for us to be aware that the Lord's hand, that the Lord is at hand, shall I say. So with that, let's close in prayer. Father, I pray that we can capture the heart that David had as he remembered you in this weary desert he was in. And though he was parched, he realized that his life finding you was enough and the love that you had for him was enough. And Lord, I know that each and every one of us is struggling with different things. We're challenged in so many ways. But I pray that as we Seek first you and your kingdom, that you would reveal yourself to us in a more special way than we've ever known. And I thank you for the season of fasting. And uh, as we end our, our fast uh, th this week, technically tomorrow, uh, I ask that you would um, truly impart that um, reward that you promise in Matthew 6, that what we do in secret, you will reward. And uh, Lord, your rewards are so great. So bless each and every one of us. We thank you that you brought us through this season. And I pray that uh, in this next season, you will astound us by your hand. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you expectant? I'm expectant. Um, so this week, I want you to begin to pray bigger prayers based on John 14. Uh, because God also wants to show us that while we may be disappointed with our understanding of that verse, He wants to show us what it really means. And it all begins with us asking Him. So ask him something big. Amen? Amen. All right. You were pretty quiet earlier, but thank you for letting me share those, those words. Uh, all right. Well, thank you all who are online were joining us. Uh, I hope that you will be blessed this week and be encouraged to ask big prayers and to uh, experience the Lord in his sanctuary with you. In Jesus' name.
All right, have a good time the rest of the week. And the rest of us, we've got lunch prepared, um, shall we?